Hello everyone, it's Amani. I'm back. I promised you an episode and I told you I was going to get it to you. By all means, I will. So, this episode is going to be a little uh, unorthodox. Technically speaking, we can chop episode 24 up to another one of the lost episodes of Paper Play Action. So, at this point, if you're counting, we have two. That being said, no worries, no worries. We're going to make do with what we got. So, basic explanation of what happened, just to let you guys know. Um, Adobe basically exploded on me. And I guess maybe I was talking a little too much junk about how it's actually pop, like, maybe possibly doing decently again and it might be working we might not have to worry about anything ah, as soon as that totally blew up on me so main thing is we lost my audio from the previous podcast which i mean it's kind of detrimental to the actual thing because there are large portions where i'm introducing the subjects and things of that nature and technically i don't exist at that point also, we were able to properly recover because it did blow up the audios that I did have here. Basically, a ton of audios just got Thanos snapped into the ether. But luckily, I have backups of Aaron, Devon, and Andre on uh, our our Google Drive server and everything like that, just to make sure when we send it to each other and everything of that nature. So those audios were able to be recovered not so much for mine which officially saving is no longer just the only option for me because i definitely saved a copy of this and it is nowhere to be found like i said thanos snapped it is gone gone so not only will i be saving uh, my audio uh, to be sure from in the future but i will also be backing it up into our archives just to make sure because we're not playing these games no more <laughs> but um let's get into what we actually have to talk about i'll probably do little inserts from the audio that we do have because some of their reactions were actually pretty good and pretty genuine about some of these things so i kind of want to get those in there but not all of them will be as perfect and set up as they used to be we had pretty good conversations about a lot of these things but unfortunately some of them are just not going to be able to come to light but once again i would like to apologize for the late episode but we're getting it done we're getting something done. I told you. Like I said, I promised I was going to give it to you. So I'm giving it to you. But first up on the things that we talked about is Beastars Season 2. I actually got a chance to dive into that. It was pretty good. I am I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised at how good it was even in comparison to the last season. The last season was really good. Um, main takeaways from it is Beastars Season 2 is awesome. Go watch it if you are already interested. Um... They do probably one of my some of my favorite things in all of storytelling during this, which, I mean, you guys should just kind of figure it out on your own. Um, personally, I guess my hit will be we definitely figure out who the villain is this time, but we figure it out pretty early and have pretty good palpable tension in the air for our main protagonist Legoshi. <laughs> but um, that being said. I guess the only weird thing about this season is I genuinely don't know what the takeaway is because the first season has a pretty obvious takeaway. There's very clear, um, how should I put it, uh, parallels to 
uh, racism, segregation in some ways, and sex trafficking, because let's be real, when Beastars talks about all of that in some kind of way. This season has some of those elements. We mainly deal with the um, major plot thing, which was the inside incident from the first episode of the entire series, which is who is who is Tem's killer and like where is he where is he at right now what are we doing with that or he slash she i guess um kind of glad that we actually got the chance to dive into that it's pretty good um but that's b stars season two it was awesome go check that out if you haven't checked it out if you haven't started the series go look at it um next up was binti which was a book that i managed to jump into binti was well it is a series that I have only read the first book of and I actually quite enjoyed. It is an African sci-fi involving our main character, who is Binti, who is recruited to join this spacefaring university where some of the greatest minds have ever studied, pretty much. And she goes forth to, to join them, sneaking away from her home and everything she knows to go against what the initial teachings of her homeland and family was just so that she can get a chance to learn more and be around the things that she enjoys but on the way there things don't go quite as planned and binti finds herself in the midst of well none other than a crisis to say the least of the alien variety so by all means check that one out i give that a high recommendation and the rest of the boys also thought it was a pretty dope idea as well. Uh, next up, though, is Chris Dales. We've talked about Chris Dales several times on this podcast. Uh, the demo came out not too long ago. Well, actually, a while ago at this point. Um, it was pretty good. Very much enjoyed what we were playing there. The game is finally out. You guys can play it. The stained glass looking, very beautiful art style. The art style just pops. Uh, time jrpg that exists and yes i said time so it has not only a time-based system but a lot of the magics and things involved in mechanics involve this concept of i guess technically time travel but not really um you are able to split the screen into uh three parts one being time one being the past one being the present and the other being the future and you have to you have mechanics based on that characters can do certain things that in the past it'll affect the future and vice versa and all these other things while during battle and things of that nature it's pretty cool it's honestly pretty cool the characters are lovable honestly and all of them have some really cool designs i have not finished the game will we plan on doing it it's harder than i thought it was going to be uh the only thing i had to say is i was playing it on pc this time rather than playstation I found myself running into a couple little hiccups that might be with the PC version, or it could just be the Xbox Game Pass version, possibly. Um, there's no mouse support, from what I can tell, and then on the other hand, it's also... Um, I found that, because the game also has uh, a perfect block, parry, and attack system for some RPGs that do that, just to kind of spice up the combat and make it a little less monotonous, make sure you're at least paying attention and um yeah found that uh didn't really work as well on pc i remember working very flawlessly in the demo but for some reason just had a lot of struggles with it in um in the pc version so i don't know if that's a full standing bug that just happens all the time but 
you know, we'll find out either way. Uh, the internet will definitely tell us this. But next up on the list that we talked about was Phoenix Point, which was our uh, some another game actually. You know, I think about it that we talked about on the podcast. It is well XCOM essentially. If anybody has played the new generation XCOM games that have come out, so that's from Enemy Unknown and Enemy Unknown Two. Um, they're a lot like that. They're extremely like that, except for the fact that you can aim, which leads to significantly less hilarity when you walk, well, you know, point blank next to a snake and you have a shotgun and it tells you you only got 10% a chance of a chance to hit it. And you just got to sit there and look at it and be like, excuse me, I am point blank with a shotgun in its face. What do you mean? <laughs> um, uh, Phoenix Point itself is a little bit more uh, focused on, uh, I would like to say, mutants and human-based targets. Not as many aliens, from what I can tell, but definitely more monsters. But, you know, I haven't gotten that far into Phoenix Point yet. They might just throw aliens just yet at us. So, I'm completely aware. But uh, they also have other things like the ability to recruit people off the streets and... Uh, or at least other NPCs that will appear, I won't say off the streets inherently. And then the other thing being is that vehicles are a large portion of it. So there are um, things that you can like robots and actual tanks and things like that you can control during Phoenix Point as well, as well as its free aim system, which helps out a lot with, you know, aiming at things and making sure you hit them. So because of that, I mean, go give it a shot if you like the previous XCOM games, like I said. You'll enjoy this. It's definitely good to have contemporaries, good to have uh, competitions. Maybe this one might be more of your flavor if you tried it out before and didn't like it. Or maybe um, you'll just, maybe this will be your first one and you'll just like exactly what you got. So give Phoenix Point a try. Give that one a, a look-sees. Next up on the list, though, we talked about... <laughs> Yeah, we talked about this show called Sexy Beast on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Davon brought this one up, and um, I'll share what he had to say about it right here. Okay. Bet. There's a show called Netflix called Sexy Beast. It's like a show that they get crazy makeup, and they just be the whole makeup the whole time, and uh, you don't know how the person looks like in the whole show. It's, it's a crazy concept, but concept. It's a crazy show to watch it. It's 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 a show that they just have complete body makeup, the whole body. Just, like one person's a devil, a person's like a baboon. There's like different animals and different types of bugs. It's like anything. And it is and it's like it's three different guys that she has like a like a date with, and she just picks one. That's it. But with that being said, what whatever it is that he had to say we'll cut that part out don't worry um it is a weird show and definitely had a lot of hilarity we had tons of jokes to say about it and even though we thought that was going to be a bit more more centered for those of the furry nature um we actually found that it's not that at all it's just kind of a weird show in general so if you like a weird show give that a shot go look at it 
if you just like weird stuff or potentially cringy things it go go look at it you'll probably have a good time <laughs> because we were we were thrown for a loop and we're ill prepared for some of the stuff that we were seeing as far as screenshots and things of that nature and Devon was even more unprepared given the fact that he actually watched an episode so we might actually sit down and just give that a shot at some point just to look at it just to get an understanding because he got me curious and I feel like he's gonna get you guys curious about it as well but moving on we did have a little talk about unnatural selection now Unnatural Selection is a show, also I believe on Netflix, with um, basically talking about genetic modification and how that can be used properly in sciences and medical advances and how far we are with that exact thing. Devon brought this one up as well. Honestly, had a really interesting conversation about the ethics about that. Um, I think the conclusion was is that you'd ultimately have to be careful because due to, you know, the route we'd go down um and having to do proper testing you would have to essentially sell your soul for money in order to get proper testing on these things and it would be best that we all just understood that we would be donating our body to science in some way but for the most part all of us are down for that genetic modification in some way shape or form <laughs> even if we look at it except for aaron himself not the biggest fan but the rest of us kind of kind of on board kind of on board with the idea of advancing technology and humanity via messing with uh, our genetic code because it sounds pretty cool to us but it could be the science fiction nerd in a lot of us but part of it is the scientists and at least two of us but moving on for that we have um the infinity in the mind by um well i'll let andre properly explain that one here because this was one of his suggestions and man it goes deep the best way to describe it is to just let him talk about it because that one uh that one makes you think infinity in the mind the science of philosophy of the, the science and philosophy of the internet uh the infinite excuse me by rudy rucker y'all should read this book <laughs> everyone should read this book I'm going to say it again so that I can actually say it properly this time. Infinity in the Mind, The Science and Philosophy of the Infinite by Rudy Rucker. The quote, or the quote, yeah, a groundbreaking work, an excursion to a universe of paradox, puzzles, and imagination to the very limits of science and human thought. So basically, the book is, let's take philosophy. Let's take all the philosophy regarding existentialism philosophy in general because you know the, the the tool of philosophy the the whole point of philosophy is to solve the questions that mankind has that we cannot solve without combining ethics logic science and spirit if we don't do like we've got all these different branches of understanding our material and immaterial world so yeah, that's that's you know what philosophy. That's what this book is. It's like let's let's take the science and let's take the philosophy, and even that philosophy is you know going into historical documents concerning religion. You can think about religion as much of a philosoph philosophical text as as you know a scroll from Plato. You know, they, a lot of philosophy is concerning religion. 
you know, the analysis of religion within the, the human mind. So look at infinity as a mathematical property, a spiritual property, a, a physical, well, even, even in that infinity isn't, the material is finite, even still the, the material finds itself being in, like infinite because of its existence within an infinite structure. And the infinite that is immaterial has to be balanced and like filled up by the finite. So even the finite is infinite. That's the kind of things that you're dealing with in this book. And it's a, it's a brilliant breakdown of all these things. The preface of the book is actually incredibly encouraging for anybody to pick it up and read it. Because it's, it's like, yo, listen, there are going to be some con uh, concepts within this, this book that you may have to look up, that you may just want to do some exterior work to make sure you understand within it. But next up we have is, well, we unfortunately have to talk about Promised Neverland season two. And the basic deal with that is, and huge takeaway is, even though our dear friend Andre decided to start Promised Neverland uh, season one and finished it, and it was genuinely good. Uh, the genuine consensus and honest warning to all of you guys is to just skip season two. Go read the manga. It exists. You'll have a way better time and it'll be better paced. I just really don't know what that studio did. They had such a great product the first time and I just maybe they were just trying to move on to something else really fast or something. But they rushed the series way too fast and covered more than 75% of the chapter, like the actual story within... 12 episodes which is the same amount as the last season which covered only like 34 35 chapters which it's just disappointing to say the least and that's just the sad part of it it's disappointing but after that we once again gushed about disco elysium we've talked about that enough just go get it i think it's definitely game of the year material <laughs> for sure and Aaron happened to be able to check out um, He-Man, the new He-Man show that's coming out, He-Man Revelations. These are his first impressions. I actually watched the first episode of He-Man because uh, it came out today. Animation, the animation is fucking beautiful. Okay, like there's nothing you can say about the animation. It's amazing. Um, I mean, I only watched the first episode, so I, I really can't say anything, you know, I really don't know what the hell's going on, you know, but first impressions is pretty good so far in terms of like, the action was pretty good, the animation was pretty good, you know, I don't really have any, any complaints thus far. He has also been playing uh, Republic Commando again, slowly making his way through that, uh, that great game, but definitely difficult. The other thing you wanted to do was give a shout out to Ordinary Dreamer because, well, we used her YouTube video in order to show Andre uh, the script for the Powerpuff Girls live action series. Who wrote this? That's, ex oh my God. Oh, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it. Oh God, look at her face. 
Her face says pure disgust. Bro, I just, I'm gonna cry, dude. Yo, I didn't even get that far in, bro. What do you mean, wake up or we'll leak your nudes everywhere, bro? No, I'm gonna cry, bro. Yo, what, dude? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Hallway, Blossom heads upstairs with a bumping sound, bro. They've just finished. Come on. They reference the actual cartoon. Hold on, what? I just finished the video. Someone very, someone, someone slimy wrote this shit. You know what I said? You know what I, you know what I felt? The, f the way I felt about the spider earlier, dudes? That guy wrote this, bro. This shit feels slimy. Like, like, I was, I was angry at first, but now I'm like, Yo, this is, this is disgusting. Safe to say, nobody likes it. <laughs> Me, Aaron, and Devon have already looked at it. So we had, uh, especially we watched uh, Ordinary Dreamer's video on it specifically. So we have to give a shout out to her specifically for uh, pretty much providing us with the, not the entire script, but at least general consensus that we're on the same page as her and don't like this and don't know why anybody thought anybody would want this but as uh, such as hollywood we really did have a nice conversation about how uh how it's really strange that hollywood just really wants to take her gun to her childhood for no apparent reason sometimes but such is life it's not for everybody though i'm not really sure what that was for the other thing we mentioned real quick as a side note is, well, we mentioned uh, Totally Spies and how that would be a way better thing to do this with <laughs> because Totally Spies could benefit from being a little darker or a little bit more grown up. That show was great and it was honestly perfect as it was where it is, but either way, that one is one of those shows that you could probably spice up in a way that wouldn't be too intrusive because of the fact that part of the story literally centers around kind of going through high school stuff like this well technically speaking this is not really much high school in itself but you know totally spies is based off of charlie's angels and charlie's angels is an adult series in some way well not completely adult but you know the the throughway line is right there but moving on to the news we looked at last stop which was a cool telltale style game which honestly is just a choose your own adventure series with a way more cinematic flair honestly but look at it it seems really cool you have some really interesting main characters one of them struggling with infidelity well a female detective struggling with infidelity and workplace pressures um a two well actually another female that we actually don't know about uh, 
just didn't really see much on her story. She looked like she was a, probably a member of sorority in college, but we don't really know much about her. And our uh, a single dad who gets his body swapped with another, with his neighbor of all people in a weird incident in the subway. And yeah, this last stop is looking kind of weird is the best way to describe it. And it looks awesome because it's looking kind of weird. Definitely got that, uh, maybe not exactly Stranger Things vibe. Stranger Things gets kind of, kind of dark as we proceed through it. But definitely that idea that something very alien is going on. And, uh, most likely our three protagonists will be dealing with that in some way. By all means, go give it a look. Uh, it's free on the Xbox Game Pass as well. So if you have a PC or a Xbox, you can give it a shot for free bat i'll be checking it out myself just to make sure i like it and whatnot it definitely caught my attention at the very least and it caught everybody else's as well as simply being something that is interesting we just don't get enough telltale games anymore because well telltale's is dead <laughs> but next up is the show heels which for our wrestling fans out there who know the terminology this is for you we got a show about what it's like to be a heel. Basically, it's a it's a pretty interesting story about like this guy having his normal, I guess, normal-ish quote-unquote life while as a heel and trying to, I guess, not only live with those facts, but understanding the fact that people kind of suck when the show business like this. So give heels a look if you like that, um, maybe not real crime, real crime is not the right description of that, it's actually completely the wrong description of that, but more so, um, trying to think, maybe Sons of Anarchy style thing, yeah, we'll go with that, if you, if you like something along those lines, that's what it gives me vibes of, at the very least, I'll have to properly check it out, but um, heels looked really cool. If you wanted to check it out, go go look at it. The other thing we checked out was Malignant, and even though the story itself, the plot beats, did not impress us, definitely something that we've seen before from a horror movie. The visuals are something that is honestly, I don't know how to describe it. It's really interesting, and I want to say something more than more so. Um, tantalizing if anything the way it is using impossible space and the way this entity is chasing after this woman and the way it's moving and warping the world around it when it's around truly truly it's sweet truly a treat and uh we're looking forward to looking at it at the very least um Malignant actually looks like it could be one of those kind of like cult classics at the very least or something that you could study for cinematography for sure. It'll definitely be something that'll get your uh, your attention. So keep an eye out for Malignant. Next up though, we have <laughs> Russian Subway Dogs. This is a game that's coming for Vita. <laughs> of all things, the Vita, which is still getting games somehow i don't know apparently it's out right now on the vita i the best way to properly describe this game is you're playing as a dog your cat's your commandant 
and your goal is to get as much food as possible from those in the subway. As weird as that sounds, it's just better if you look at the trailer because uh, words cannot do this thing justice. <laughs> it is so strange and so out there and so zany and wild and fun of an idea while just being so simple at the same time that uh, words really cannot do it any favors. I mean, I can say go look at it. Just look at the trailer and see if you like it. But next up, I will say this. Netflix gaming is one of the things we talked about. Not gonna lie, we all were disappointed with this. Um, thought this was gonna be something that could, I don't know, maybe light a fire under Sony, Microsoft, uh, Valve, you know, Stadia, Nintendo. <laughs> thought this would actually be some form of, you know, something, something worth talking about. But unfortunately, it's just gonna be, well, things like Bandersnatch and um, Minecraft Story Mode, which, I mean, not a bad thing, just not exactly a competing market when, you know, you hear Netflix gaming. But such is life. Uh, maybe Netflix will try to do something different later down the road. You would think that uh, renting games would have been their first move when thinking of entering the gaming division, but uh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Especially since, when you think about it, Netflix is on literally every console. It'd be easy for them to stream games or things of that nature. And they have a pretty decent streaming service as it is, so, you know. But, such is life. But, next up on this list is definitely this movie, which is Vacation Friends. <laughs> Starring none other than, well, co-starring none other than your boy John Cena. <laughs> This one looks hilarious, honestly. Perfect allocation of <laughs> the perfect honest, the perfect allocation of the fact that whatever happens on vacation may not necessarily stay on vacation <laughs> when uh, when uh, our dear main protagonists have their wedding crashed by old friends that they invited old vacation friends ah, I gotta fit the title in. that they invited to their um, wedding way back when uh, they are met with a surprise because they didn't think they'd actually you know show up <laughs> and hilarity ensues from that because uh, well it's just it's just not great <laughs> take a look at the trailer we'll have the description for all of these in the bottom below so go look at them but next up, we talk about Marvel's Dark Ages, which honestly looks pretty freaking dope. Not gonna lie. Can't be mad about that. Um, first of all, we got Miles in a symbiote suit, uh, steampunk Iron Man, Peter Parker getting a new look, and time passing, the arrival of Spider-Girl being a thing, and I'm like, yay, I love those comics. I'm so glad to just see her exist in some way. <laughs> But also, we get to see one of my favorite X-Men villains, known as Apocalypse. Where his, uh, well, we'll say handsome face because I, li I like the man. He's, he's, on my, he's on my list, number ones. Um, he's 
coming into power and doing some stuff. He's up to no good, potentially. For this uh, Dark Ages looks interesting. We'll give it a look. We'll give it a look. I mean, I'm gonna look at it anyway because it's like in the cover. It's got like three things I like by default, and then like the rest of it, I'm already kind of like, what's well, intriguing. <laughs> so look forward to that comic book friends if you're looking forward to it i mean we've been on a decent roll with some of our comic books recently especially with venom and i mean the recent spider-man run is actually pretty interesting as well haven't actually gotten a chance to look back at miles just yet x-men has been on a, a tear honestly since they got that uh the hickman run was started so you know look forward to those they've been they've been doing it the sad part is that <laughs> The only sad part about it is, is that the X-Men run, is, Hickman's X-Men run, uh, was supposed to be a way of simplifying the universe and kind of getting us to understand the new status quo. But the amount of books that have sprouted out from it has pretty much made its own little universe in itself, where it's just kind of like, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I thought we were trying to consolidate. <laughs> but... Next up, we talk about the Doctor Who game that exists. It's only a teaser trailer, so don't get too excited. We don't even know what the game is about, but it exists. Doctor Who and the edge of reality. So if you want to go take a look at that teaser trailer, by all means, go do it. But now you know, for those Doctor, for those, actually, I was about to say Doctor Who fans. I'm sorry, Whovians, that is your correct term. My bad, I'm not one, I'm sorry. But on the show, we definitely had three <laughs> so by all means but next up is the black book Andre actually had some pretty interesting things to say about this one as well um so i'll pass the audio over to him for a bit but ultimately this is a really cool rpg that uh well car-based rpg that we talked about and i believe mentioned a while back during the indie showcase this one's a cool one, featuring very Slavic-inspired, actually it is extremely Slavic, um, mythology that is happening, and it looks good. It looks cool. The art style is also really nice. They got little glowy bits where it's nice to be glowy. They also have this very flat, inside-looking um, art style, while still less shadows, more painted, in a way. So, you know, less, uh, less realistic shadowing and lighting more so focusing on the artsiness of it all or yeah very minimalistic style that's going on here give it a shot especially if you like your card rpgs because i mean i do and andre's gonna give it a shot so you know look forward to that but next up we talked about none other than gold lewis dickinson coming to strive this man looks crazy. I can't wait. <laughs> you guys should be happy. He looks awesome. As well as the other thing that we mentioned, which was Lost in the Random, which looks like an action RPG, along with some maybe like Zelda style things going on. Not Breath of the Wild specifically, but like classic Zelda. Um, the art style on this is looking kind of nuts because, I mean, it, it's just kind of straight up Tim Burton looking. It, it looks cool. I mean, there's very few games that take a Tim Burton looking style at all. There's very few anything that takes a Tim Burton looking style at all. So 
you know, if it looks like if it looks like our favorite Tim Burton movies, like you know Frankenweenie, or you know, uh, I almost messed up the name for it, and it's now blanking for me. It's the one with Skeleton Jack. It's gonna the Nightmare Before Christmas. There it is. Don't get there. We go. You don't have to kill me. I got it. It's Nightmare Before Christmas, or um, The Corpse Bride, or any of those movies. That's what this looks like. But uh, the idea is that you're in a world of random and you have a dice companion. And I'm pretty sure the combat is based on dice in a lot of cases. While still being really action, like you can move around in it. We'd actually probably need a little bit more information just to make sure uh, we understand it correctly. But based on what I've seen, I was interested. So by all means, go look at that, uh, that trailer and enjoy. But another thing we had to mention was Knockout City being a thing. Go look at Knockout City. Uh, season two, it's on its way. I'm still playing it. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but you know, it's dope. <laughs> and Orcs Must Die is another one. I'm pretty sure Orcs Must Die 3 has been in early access for a minute, but don't quote me on that. I could have sworn I've seen it in early access for a little while, but I mean, it's finally out either way go look at it go play it it's fun it's tower defense but you have a champion to protect it as well so you know enjoy that because a lot of people like tower defense let's be real and the other thing we had to talk about was uh <laughs> witcher the witcher series that's coming out uh well i believe it's a movie an animated movie the witcher nightmare of the wolf which I mean, this is animated by Mir Studios, and if you know who Mir is, it's the same people that did Korra, and Avatar, and a couple other things that you know and love. And as far as I'm considered, this is in good hands, because <laughs> I went down the list during the podcast and was like, oh wow, that's crazy. I don't have to worry about a goddamn thing. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. That being said, look forward to it. It looks good. But next up is Vigilant 2099. This was, uh, this was, uh, keep an eye on. Specifically, this is being worked on. Already looks, okay, it's a third person shooter. It's a little janky, but it's already looking better than Cyberpunk on PS4 did. So, no questions, no, like, no qualms. Plus, it's an indie game. Chances are it'll be done when it's done. We'll just see how it comes along. Keep an eye on it keep watching it and this maybe might fill that cyberpunk sized hole in your heart that a lot of us was disappointed with because i'm not gonna pretend like that game was great when it came out <laughs> and even though some of us like me and aaron had good experiences with it there are other people like devon and pele who did not have such a good experience with it so we completely understand but that's gonna do it for this wrap up i did tell you guys i was gonna give you guys a show and i'm glad to do so once again let me just say this go to the patreon and check us out there we got a couple more projects coming our way um hit us up on twitter i believe because this will be lost in it there was a um competition i wanted to mention well not competition but a little event that we're going to be throwing which is just tweet at us at paper underscore action um and we will give you guys a shout out we'll do like a little collection for the next couple of 
couple of weeks or so and we'll do a huge little shout out thing for it just you you shout us out we'll shout you out and um maybe we'll pick a lucky winner to give something to we'll uh definitely put up more details later but definitely just go do that it'll just be for fun we want to just kind of make sure that our audience is kind of getting the recognition they deserve because we appreciate you guys very much for listening we always do so thank you hopefully we'll be having some well less technical difficulties with the podcast in the future and new projects and stuff like that for you guys in the future as well so you want to look out for those all right guys catch you around on play action